Okay, gang, I know we normally start the show with a silly little skit, but this week I actually managed to secure us an interview with somebody involved in the making of this movie, so we can, you know, ask a few questions. Really? That's cool. Is this just you doing another Freddy Krueger impression? No idea what that means, but please welcome to the show the screenwriter of Lake Placid versus Anaconda, Berkeley Anderson. Nice. Hi, Berkeley. Hello, everybody. What a pleasure to be on Insert Podcast Name Here with all of you. It's great to see two female hosts, as well as two male hosts. Amazing to have you here, Berkeley. Uh, I want to ask you how you first got involved in the movie. Well, I was a big fan of Lake Placid, 1999, USA, director, Stephen Miner, screenwriter, David D. Kelly. Something seems off here. And then I was asked to write this movie by Skyfy, owned by NBC Universal, a subsidiary of Comcast. Trading as CMCSA current share value $53.90. Wow, that's very insightful. Is it though? Now, Berkeley, what inspired you to bring the Anaconda franchise into the mix? Anaconda is a 1997 adventure horror film directed by Luis Losa. Is he just reading Wikipedia? I'm not sure it's even a he. This is creepy. Folks, keep it respectful, please. Berkeley has been very generous to offer up his time. The time is presently 7.13 p.m. Would you like to hear the remaining items on your calendar for today? What? No. Yes. At 8 p.m., you have Record Shitty Podcast. At 11.30 p.m., you have Cry Yourself to Sleep Yet Again. Oh my. Uh, let's ignore that. Berkeley, can you talk about the challenges you faced in bringing together two huge franchises like this? Certainly. I'd love to. Podcast host number three. <laughs> I think he thinks you're third bill. The biggest challenge was, Would you like to download an update for Final Draft? Well, of course it was. You know, I'm starting to think this movie was written by an AI. Starting to think this intro was as well. Well, thanks for your time, Berkeley. No problem. It was my absolute... Scanning vocabulary. Still scanning, please wait. Pleasure. Uh, any projects in the pipeline you can tell us about? Yes, I am currently using 76% of my processing power on the following screenplays. Untitled Marvel Project 2023 Untitled Marvel Project 2024 Untitled Marvel Project 2025 Well, those sound great. I can't wait to see how they turn out. Connection terminated. Well, he seemed nice. You're an idiot. <laughs> like watching this wonderful masterpiece of a movie <laughs> okay. um, like this really you know me and my deep philosophical thoughts that range of cars have souls and whatnot yes mm -hmm. um what i was thinking about this movie like very philosophical very deep um <laughs> say all of a sudden you were swallowed by a gigantic anaconda and like maybe he's like already like halfway mm -hmm. through your body like mm -hmm. what you thinking <laughs> what's your final thoughts or is it your final thoughts <laughs> 
<laughs> Better not be my final thoughts. I'm thinking, I'm thinking, does this taste okay? I'm very self-conscious in that <laughs> manner. I'm thinking, how am I tasting to this guy right now? Like, should I have seasoned myself <laughs> before this? Should I have like maybe rubbed a little salt and pepper in there? Mm-hmm. Very respectful. I would kind of be resigned to the fact that I'm I'm a goner. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would at least want to be uh tasty in that respect. Would you like try to sweat more to season yourself? Oh, that's good thinking, man. Yeah. I mean, I'm pretty sure Ooh. if an anaconda has been pursuing me and has caught me, I'm already sweating quite a lot but um if it was an austin powers all you had to do is like barf or fart and then he could regurgitate you back all right so like we're getting ahead of it but mm-hmm. literally an anaconda does regurgitate john voight in that first fucking movie and <laughs> oh it is hilarious okay. but yeah um so wait are you saying when you're going in you'd be like think like john voight think like john voight i would think like racist conservative old <laughs> john voight yeah <laughs> that's exactly what that I'd would be, be enough to make the anaconda vomit you're not yeah. yeah, I think if I swallowed John Voight, I'd puke him the fuck back up as well. But, you know, <laughs> there you go. I don't know. Uh, I, I guess I would just uh, freeze frame and look directly into the camera and just say, I bet you're wondering how <laughs> what got me here. Huh? <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> me too. It all started when. Oh, my God. You're literally fourth wall in it oh, in yeah. the fucking anaconda's belly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, I honest, honest to God, like if anything were to happen and I get swallowed by an anaconda for some reason, I just I couldn't help but think, how the fuck did I end up here? What? <laughs> What went so wrong, like catastrophically wrong, that I am here? <laughs> Imagine that's what a life coach asks to like how they start the conversation when you set up a meeting. Like that's because like it's true. Like you truly question your choices if you are inside an <laughs> anaconda. So wait, what choice would you think you would have made to be inside an anaconda? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe um become a scientist and decide to find a blood serum or blood orchid. Yeah, and make them. <laughs> I uh, I took my Harry Potter dreams one step too far and forced myself into the <laughs> anaconda uh, enclosure. Went full tilt slivering on that. Yeah, one. exactly. <laughs> yeah, all you hear is me going, and then Neville and then and then Neville cuts you in half. Yeah, great. What about you, Megan? What you doing in the anaconda? Um, I would. Uh, I mean, my last thought might be: I hope I brought my Swiss Army knife. Although I like your fourth wall break because it it reminds me <laughs> it reminds me of uh, of Parker Lewis going, "Not a problem." <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, we'll get to him in a minute. <laughs> god, welcome to Bad with Numbers, a podcast about terrible sequels. I am your host Neff, joined as always by Laura. Hey, Roddy. Hey, and Megan. Hi. We're continuing our month of really fucking scraping the barrel here by talking about Lake Placid versus Anaconda um, from the year 2015, directed by A.B. Stone. That is blatantly a fake name. Yes, I, I, I said the exact same thing because at one point I was like, who directed this? And I'm like, oh, that looks fake. A.B. Stone, that's a, a fucking pseudonym for The Rock, maybe. Um, but yeah. Nice. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. Uh, <laughs> oh my god, we're already bringing out like the A plus comedy. <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, AB Stone not made many movies apart from another movie called Atomic Shark, which oh, nice. oh good god, <laughs> and uh-huh. also something something called Cosmos, which um, starred Robert Picardo from Star Trek Voyager and many many Joe Dante movies, but also starred uh oh Drake Bell from Drake and Josh, and also oh recent yeah. charges of child endangerment. So fuck that guy. But um, mm. other than that. Nada. Now, look, this is a versus movie Mm -hmm. made for the Sci-Fi channel, released on DVD shortly afterwards. Mm -hmm. 
that basically pitches two 90s creature feature franchises against each other. Were you guys familiar with either Lake Placid or Anaconda or both? Yeah, I was familiar. I saw the original Lake Placid in theaters. I haven't watched the other Lake Placid movies. Is this one? Like, I watched the first one, didn't watch the, the numbered sequels. I only know it from one. I think it one has Betty White, right? Am I just the first one has Betty White? She swears a lot. Crazy. Yeah, I just know that because Betty White. So you know, like you gotta follow her filmography. Uh, And the other one is just because it had J Lo in it, and like the infamous uh, being swallowed by an anaconda really haunts me, doesn't it? (laughs) Apparently. Yeah. The first one's uh, written by David E. Kelly. That uh, so I wa- I watched it because I was a really big Ellie McBeal fan at the time. Uga chaka uga uga. <laughs> it seems like a natural extension of David E. Kelly's writing to go from Ellie McBeal to a giant fucking crocodile in Maine. You know why not? Laura, did you know these movies? Kind of. So not when I was younger, but um, I actually have a side gig uh, where I am a costumed character. Mm. Yeah, so... I don't think we've ever talked about this on the show before. I think you... I remember you mentioning it. Yeah. Oh, maybe you did, actually. Maybe briefly. I I play Quasi from the Octonauts, and sometimes they used to fly us, like, all over the country, and we would do shows and such. So I remember I ended up going to Nova Scotia, and my aunt lives out there, so she got me ridiculously drunk. And I went back to my hotel, and, like, Placid was on. And I have this, like, stream of drunk texts about not understanding anything that was happening <laughs> only that there was one crocodile and and that um there was some other crocodile and then they both got into a helicopter and the helicopter exploded for no reason and i was just like what is this what is this called is it helicroc like what is <laughs> what is this movie sober me look this up in the morning and then I, <laughs> I ended up looking it up on the guide and it was like placid and that has always been in like the hidden depths of my mind is that holy shit this these movies are great and then when I was uh, younger, when Anaconda 2 came out in 2005, um, I remember vividly the trailer got into my mind so badly that I went swimming when I was, uh, it, it was dark and I was swimming and I imagined an a- Anaconda coming at me in the in the dark water. And that was it. That's all I needed to uh, be terrified of snakes in water, but not snakes on land. Or well, how about um, on a plane? A plane is fine, I think. I don't know. For me, it was always um, that I could outrun a snake on land, but in water, you are less able to maneuver. Yeah, sure. I mean, unless you're like Michael Phelps. Exactly, right? So I'm just like, I don't know where snakes are going. They don't just, it doesn't make sense. How are they swimming? I don't. (laughs) Yeah, no, I saw the original Anaconda and the original Lake Placid in theaters when they came out. Um, I'm a big fan of Lake Placid, Anaconda maybe less so, but I think it is kind of doofily enjoyable. I saw both of them. I remember seeing Lake Placid and just being incredibly grateful that it's only 82 minutes long because goddamn, that movie is efficient if nothing else. It just kind of gets <laughs> it very quickly. But yeah, uh, I've never seen any of the sequels to either. I think I may have started watching the Anaconda sequel at some point and then maybe probably fell asleep or was drunk and fell down and didn't care but uh yeah no they were kind of both fairly decent examples of like the late 90s creature feature revival where yep. there was a lot of these kind of giant monster movies kicking around in the late 90s i think um the relic is another one that falls into that category if you've ever seen that which is like tom sizemore running around a fucking museum in chicago with mm-hmm. a monster that's got out of a crate that's kind of a, a fun movie as well but yeah 
Shall we do a little history on these sure. films? Uh, and oh my god, this was tough to find anything on Lake Placid versus Anaconda. Um, <laughs> okay, so yeah, as we said, the original Lake Placid was written by David E. Kelly, who is like the most probably most famous for creating Ally McBeal, as well as like a raft of other TV shows like Boston Legal, Boston Public. Yeah, Boston Public, Boston Legal, uh, Doogie Hauser. He did Doogie Hauser. Awesome. Yeah, that was his. Uh, Chicago Hope was his. He also did um, that Nicole Kidman, Melissa McCarthy show, Nine Perfect Strangers, that aired earlier this year. Oh, I didn't know that. That I did not watch because I couldn't fucking care less about either of those actors, but whatever. Um, <laughs> uh, the original Lake Plastic was directed by Steve Miner, who also made Halloween H20, aka Halloween Water, <laughs> um, among other things. <laughs> It, it stars former president Bill Pullman alongside Bridget Fonda, Oliver Platt, mm-hmm. Brendan Gleeson, and like as Roddy mentioned, a movie-stealing Betty White in that film. She is just cussing up a storm in that movie, and it is hilarious. Uh, it came out in the summer of 1999 to a fairly muted response, but it's grown a fairly sizable cult following since, mostly because it is a lot of fun, and it's a very kind of funny script. Oliver Platt and Brendan Gleeson bickering their way through that movie is kind of hilarious. Um, and like I said, it's only 82 minutes long. Sweet mercy. It has since spewed out five made-for-TV sequels, including this one, mm-hmm. none of which have any connection to the original, apart from the fact that, you know, they have a giant crocodile in them. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, the original Anaconda came out in April 1997. It starred a pre-fame J-Lo alongside the OG Marty McFly, Eric Stoltz. Mm. Um, an early doors Owen Wilson is in that movie. It has the hammiest John Voight performance in town. And it also stars Ice Cube as well. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, I saw that. <laughs> Ice Cube got his ass fired from a movie this week uh, for refusing to get vaccinated. So, well, fuck. I guess that was a bad day. The original Anaconda was actually a massive hit. It made 135 million dollars worldwide, and it went one better than Lake Placid in that its first sequel also got a theatrical release in the form of the aforementioned Hunt for the Blood Orchid. Um, I've never seen it. I imagine it's probably not very good. Um, But that first Anaconda movie, it's okay. It's kind of has a sort of silly charm to it. There's a really famous scene in that movie where they go past a waterfall and the waterfall is flowing up. Because they reuse the same footage from earlier in the movie, but they just play it in reverse. Oh, fuck. So there is literally a scene in that movie where the waterfall is flowing upwards. It is so fucking fucking weird. (laughs) Oh, that's so stupid. Just flip it. Just literally flip it. No? Yeah, I know. No, they didn't even bother flipping it. They just play it in reverse. Wow. Uh, anyway, that brings us swiftly onto this movie, a Sci-Fi Channel original. Look, I guess Sci-Fi are most famous for those fucking Sharknado films. Mm. Um, I've never actually seen one of those. I think yeah. I've kind of seen clips from them on YouTube. Mm-hmm. I have zero interest in ever watching those. Um, but they've made a tidy profit for Sci-Fi. Other than that, they just seem to kind of like make low budget crap. The thing their remit is uh, they make movies for like one, two million dollars that they can screen on a Saturday night and then toss out on DVD a few weeks later. Uh, They've done sequels to movies such as Species, Leprechaun. Uh, There's a couple of Return of the Living Dead movies that are sci-fi originals. They also did a fucking sequel to Stir of Echoes. Uh, and that is kind of all I have got on this movie. There are no details about the production. Yeah. Other than the fact that this was shot in Bulgaria two years before it aired on TV. Oh, and apparently the uh, the Netflix poster art for this movie mistakenly featured Bill Pullman. Oh. 
how fast do you think Bill Pullman fucking phoned Ted Sarandos to get that taken down <laughs> so that he wasn't associated with this Not film? Not it. And that's it. That is all I have fucking got on this film. I wish I could mm-hmm. tell you more, but nope, nothing. At least two of the characters are from previous films, right? I don't know about the Anaconda stuff. I didn't even know that. <laughs> I don't. I can't vouch for the Anaconda stuff because I didn't have time to look it up. But the sheriff was in, I think, two previous movies, and the guy played by Robert England was in a previous movie, uh, Lake Placid movie. Oh, but it was, but it was England playing him still. Yeah, uh, he has the same last name as Betty White's character in the first one, and there's a whole bunch. It it feels like a running gag, I guess, that there's multiple movies that have characters named Bickerman or whatever in them. Okay. I tried to figure out how they're related. There doesn't see it doesn't seem to have been established because I don't. I mean, I mean, not that I was playing paying super close attention to the dialogue in this film, but I didn't catch any references to how he's related to the other Bickermans. So you know, I don't think this movie gives that much a shit about continuity between yeah. fucking installments. But um. Mm. Look, this thing premiered on the 25th of April, 2015. Let's do the box office for that weekend. So we can talk about actual movies for at least five minutes, right? Like real <laughs> movies that, you know, people actually put a bit of thought into. This is a real movie. It has credits and actors. Is that not a real movie? This is barely a real movie. Um, Number one that weekend, it was, and God, we talk about this franchise a lot on this. We should just do every single one of these movies. It was Furious 7, the Woo-hoo! seventh Fast and Furious movie. Which, which, uh, which? Some people would argue that's the best one. That's the one that James Wan directed. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't think so. I think five. Is I think five's better. Be- I think five's better. I, th- I almost think Tokyo Drift. Seven better. is where it starts l- losing. Yeah. I think two's the best one. <laughs> I have no opinion because I've barely watched them at all. Room, 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 room. Seven's the last one to feature Paul Walker, right? That's the one where they mm-hmm. kind of CGI'd him at the end, and everybody got very teary-eyed. Number two that weekend, future fucking episode. Ahoy! It's Paul Blart Mall Cop Two. Oh yes. Because people really love the first one. Yeah. Did you not? I mean, that first one made a lot of money. That was a huge hit. Really? Oh, yeah. That was like a $100 million hit, that first movie. Yeah. I think when I saw that trailer, I was just like, oh, not for me. <laughs> I just totally forgot about it. Oh, you don't like fucking Kevin James farting around on a Segway? What's not to like? That seems to be the joke, right? Is like, he's a guy on a Segway. That seems to be every joke in that movie is centered around that. <laughs> the Segway was kind of fun. <laughs> I've always wanted to be on a Segway. You know the uh, the inventor of Segway died by falling off a cliff on a Segway, right? Like, you know that. Really? Amazing. What a legacy. Uh, whoops, it was actually the former owner of the parent company of Segway, not the inventor of Segway, that fell off that cliff. My bad. That's a Darwin Award right there, surely. Come on. He, he tried to design a vehicle that could go in pedestrian spaces, which in itself is like a whole bunch of cities banded immediately because fucking obviously there's a reason why you don't normally have vehicles in pedestrian spaces it's because those spaces are for pedestrians to walk unless you're in a wheelchair well sure uh, but you know what vehicle i use in pedestrian spaces my fucking feet so, <laughs> yeah exactly um, oh i was waiting for you to say your car <laughs> 
Um, number three that weekend was a movie called The Age of Adeline. Uh, I secretly love this film. <laughs> okay. Not secret no more. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, you outed. Uh, fill me in here. This is Blake Lively is immortal, I want to say. Yeah, basically she gets like, from a weird circumstance of like, she gets in a car crash in the water, gets struck by lightning when the temperature was certain whatever and it makes her immortal oh my um i've never seen this movie but i remember seeing the trailer for it am i misremembering this harrison ford is in this fucking thing yeah he's great love harrison ford okay cool no like honestly i have a slew of movies that i'm like yeah i'll watch this again and this is up there with like leap year <laughs> oh leap year i know is terrible but i'm kind of curious about age of adeline because i you know what i kind of like blake lively um she's been pretty good in a few things she's good in uh and me and megan were literally talking about this yeah, movie the right shallows. before we recorded the shallows um, yeah She's also great in Paul Feig's A Simple Favor as well, which is a fucking fantastic movie. Roddy, I'm going to watch it, and if I hate it, I'm going to text you <laughs> and complain. Then I'll recommend to watch Fast and the Furious 2. And then be like, whoa, which is better? See? Which do you think is better? Uh, I don't know. The, 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 that's a great uh, twofer for a night. A twofer. That's my Sunday double bill. Age of Adeline and Too Fast, Too Furious. Oh, that's what it's called. Double bill. Uh, number four that weekend was a movie called Home. Oh, which apparently is an animated movie. I've yeah, never with the little bl- a purple alien with yes. um, Sheldon Cooper's voice. Who is? I don't think it was Rihanna. Jim Parsons. Jim, Jim Parsons. Parsons. Yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd never heard of this movie, but it made like a hundred and thirty million dollars. So mm-hmm. I guess people were into it. Um, it is Rihanna. Sorry, <laughs> I got excited. Continue. Um, number five that weekend, Megan. I know you like this movie, Unfriended. Oh, did I say I liked that movie? <laughs> Play back the receipts. I have mixed feelings about it because I like the story. Okay, I hate the 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 death scenes. I think are so ridiculous. They take away from the story. Like I feel like it could have been Isn't that the one where somebody puts his hand in a blender yeah. or some shit like that. Oh, okay. oh. yeah, it detracts from the tension of because it really does have a good like core story wise it's just that all that stuff i don't know i just feel like yeah the second one uh dark web that yeah. that one's okay Le- i seem to remember liking good. that one yeah that one scares me because it feels more real i don't know i don't think it's a very accurate depiction of the dark web but then my experience of the dark web is that i used to use it to buy weed and then the cia stole all my fucking money so that's a another story for another podcast i think but there you go well, anyway that was the box office for that weekend <laughs> you may fucking notice that like Blessed versus anaconda was not in there because Obviously. as we said this was a a tv movie let's get into this film all right first things first lake placid is a place and not a thing therefore this movie's title is fucking utter nonsense it can't be a place versus a snake that doesn't work Mm -hmm. yeah i don't know because the what lake placid is just 30 meter gators right yeah pretty much so i guess big ass gators versus anaconda was uh wait hold on we're gonna get we're gonna get emails it's not gators it's crocodiles rocks are they are they crocs Yes, crocodiles. Yes, Yes, you're right. You're right. Sorry. Sorry, because they have the rounded snoot. That is my bad. Yeah, sure. And they also... And they also refer to them as crocodiles for other movies. Oh. <laughs> Crocs have the B-shaped snout. Alligators, the snout is more U-shaped. Yes. Uh, what is it in that movie, Crawl? Is that gators? I don't remember. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it was probably gators. I was asking... I was talking about this earlier, but I haven't had time to check I think it must be because it's that's Florida, right? And Florida has gators. Yes, I think. I mean, Florida has both gators and crocodiles. It's just that in most oh, okay. cases there isn't much overlap. Uh, yeah. 
you know what's stupid? My name on on the recording device is Croc, so I obviously fucking knew that. They were- <laughs> <laughs> says it right Just there. Using them interchangeably. Oh my god. Sorry. Anyways, um, there's like weird fucking editing in the opening credits of this film. It's like first we see some trees, then we see shallow water, then the camera like seems to get stuck on some reeds for a moment. I'm like, oh, this is this is just I sad. honestly. Like, in the beginning of the movie, I just enjoyed every moment of just seeing them, like, I don't know, like, struggle yeah. <laughs> to get this made. Because, like, I felt for them. It's like it was shot on a GoPro that was, like, strapped to a skateboard or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Yeah, that's probably about where they were at with the budget of this movie. Um, And we can tell because we get this fucking CGI crocodile right out of the yes. gate. And it looks yes. bad. And this is 2015. I mean, yeah. yeah. Like, this is some Scorpion King-ass, like, mm-hmm. CGI. Oh, no, it's so much worse than that. It, right? It's really Not so bad, bad now, huh? Yeah, I know. It's <laughs> giving me a newfound appreciation for The Mummy Returns watching this, yeah. because holy shit, the special effects in this film are fucking dog shit. <laughs> and I mean, yeah, yeah. And even the practical stuff, too. Garbage. Yeah. I was going to say, I was like, you know, I was like, I didn't mind the CGI. <laughs> what? Because, like, I lowered my expectations because, like, I feel like if you've watched a lot of, like, B-movies or, like, sci-fi films, your expectations of what the CGI will be is, like, this level. Because I feel like they're aiming for a certain level of camp. And, Mm. like, if you have a really, really realistic crocodile, it takes away from, like, it being camp. I guess. I mean, like, Crawl was only, Crawl was, like, 2019. It was only made, like, four years later, and it seemed pretty, conv- it had a lot of somebody being chased. But that chased. was not campy, though. That was, like, like a legit scary, you're at the edge of your seat. I was not at the edge of my seat. It's a thriller, but, yeah. yeah. And also, Crawl is, like, a studio movie, like, a big, yes. a big budget yes. theatrical studio movie. Yeah, there is a level of camp to all of these movies because you watch these movies to see people get eaten. Like, yeah. that's that's part of it. You want to well, see somebody get fucking eaten. Yes, say that. <laughs> yes, say that. But holy fucking shit, does this movie love cutting away from any kind of fucking yeah. violence. It literally... Yeah. It is so, all of the deaths in this movie are just implied. It's so disappointing. Implied or like illogical? <laughs> that too. To put it this way, I rewatched the first one, the first Lake Placid as well. And there's a scene where the sheriff pulls the other guy who has been, you know, bitten on by the, by the croc. He pulls him out of the lake and the guy's lower half is missing. Oh, like, that's right. Right at the start of the movie. Yeah. Torso. <laughs> They could not, I don't think they had the special effects budget to do something like that in, in like Placid versus Anaconda. So they kept cutting away from it. So every time somebody got chomped on, they would cut away. Yeah. It wouldn't show their legs fully off. It wouldn't show them with stumps. It wouldn't show them missing part of their body or their head. It had some decapitations in this. Like, it, it, this is what I mean by like, you can tell why I felt when I saw like the, the tracking shots are a little bit weird. Cause I just felt for the crew that were like, we have to record this or film this in this certain amount of time. Yes, it's a little bit shaky, but like, it's fine on to the next scene like i felt like that was the vibe and it got like i tried to find ways like where they're trying to be creative with the finances because there's one scene too where they're like i think it's not a fire truck because initially it was like oh but we'll get to it we'll get to the fire truck <laughs> fire truck fire truck oh um, truck on fire no 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 no, no, well, there's a thing you could like as you watch the movie, you're like you try to find like things like where they're like trying to be 
I guess clever. <laughs> I think I, I think I know. I think I know which scene you're talking about. I think I know. Um, yeah, we get this fucking CGI crocodile that has been captured. Um, but the and it's in like the back of this truck, which is obviously like some kind of fucking TARDIS because it's <laughs> huge inside, and yet yeah. it's only yeah. like a little sliver of a trailer that they seem to be in. They're also housing a bunch of fucking terrible CGI anacondas in this thing as yeah. well. We get fucking Robert England, Freddy Krueger himself here with an eye patch and a hook hand right out of the gate and like he's got a baseball cap on that they've clearly like patched up the logo for because they yeah. can't afford the licensing yeah oh man what are you doing in this movie i mean look robert england is not above appearing in absolute fucking dreck right he's like he's been in a lot of shit movies but he brings joy to each of us when we're watching a shitty movie to see him in it yeah i don't know they're trying to crossbreed these crocodiles with this anaconda i'm they don't really tell you why i mean congrats for actually actually getting that knowledge in your head because like every time they try to explain how they get anacondas and crocodiles to fight my brain was like i don't care just yeah. show me them fighting i had trouble following that scene <laughs> like that scene went by and i was like the fuck are they talking about <laughs> i don't even think they know what they're talking about they just so like, we're taking blood from this one and putting it in this one and there's some we were trying to we bred this one to lay lots of eggs and it's got eggs and we need the eggs okay whatever <laughs> yeah i mean the the kind of the the logic here is all over the place something to do with they need to get the blood orchid because it's some kind of cure for something mm -hmm. but they need the anacondas to mate with the crocodile i you know what you're right i tap the fuck out anytime they try to explain this they're genetically engineering i guess a DNA therapy that can help people like regenerate probably limbs and organs. She doesn't really describe it in detail, but like some there are reptiles that can regenerate limbs. Mm -hmm. So, you know, because certain types of reptiles have regenerative properties, they're trying to cross breed or cross just genetically engineer some kind of serum that can help people live forever. Um, oh, okay. I mean, I got none of that from this movie. But then again, <laughs> it's mainly it's mainly when psychopath lady is is uh, is she's just expositionally, yeah. Yes, yeah. The 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 striptease exposition in her office when she's that explaining so all this garbage to to this other dude while she's behind some kind of weird screen changing her clothes for no fucking reason. Yeah, no. <laughs> Look, we're gonna be all so many tits in this movie. We're gonna be all over the place in this movie, but fucking hell, you're right. There are a lot of <laughs> boobs in this film, right? I was genuinely surprised by the amount of boobs in this film. They won't show any kind of graphic violence, and nobody can say fuck in this movie but you can see boobs left right and center yeah. in this film it's yeah wild. Well, you know what we are gonna be all over the place but so is this fucking movie so it's, you know <laughs> what you're gonna watch this and we're gonna make more like sense because we're going to be on one thought they just made shit up for no reason so at least you know yeah. we're having a conversation that's coherent them fuck what is this <laughs> so this guy's looking for robert england's captain hook dude bickerman um Something about a bag of money. I don't remember. He gives them. Yeah. Right. He wanted to be paid because he gave them the code to the gate, right? <laughs> the code to the. That's what the code was for. Was a gate? Okay. I missed that part. <laughs> okay. Yeah. No. Robert England is obviously some kind of like animal trapper, right? Who is. 
who's good at hunting down these giant crocodiles, whatever. He's not that good because he's missing a leg and a hand, so, you know. <laughs> he's half as good as he used to be. Exactly. He's not exactly Steve Irwin, right? <laughs> and, and this, the CGI croc that they have captured wakes up, mm-hmm. and it eats this snooty science guy, and then yeah. like, this terrible CGI anaconda like spills out of the side of the truck which is clearly made out of fucking tin foil because it, just, it like rips a hole in this thing like it's Christmas wrapping it's insane it just like pulls a fucking so good pulls a hole in this thing and disappears um then this dummy you have a fucking i guess this guy's meant to be the villain but he's not because he's so ineffective he uh he rams the truck through some weak fence that apparently robert england had the code for despite the fact that this fence is like a couple of wires it's like you know yeah and then it gets the truck gets stuck and catches fire for some fucking reason yeah it explodes, but not before like Freddy Krueger has like disappeared off into the night. He army he army crawls his way through the night with his bag of money. Yeah, into oh, the forest. Man. And at this point, I was already like, "Fuck this film." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> literally five minutes into it or something. So you're telling me that's not the fire truck, Roddy? The truck on fire? No, we get we, no. When we get like, I can't remember this movie. What happened after this? <laughs> Yeah, no, we meet Corin Nemec, who is the lead in this movie. Um, didn't recognize him. Oh, my God. I really, like, just didn't like this scene. Because, like, both of them, finding out that there were... So, basically, this sheriff guy... or well, not sheriff. He's, like, a wildlife guy. He It's, like, to establish that, like, he knows, I guess, the area. And he's, a, he's the one that's going to be up against these crocodiles. But, like, his interaction with, like, the townspeople... I was like, what is this? Like, they're trying to... He meets, like, this townsperson who's, like killing a deer i did not need to see the dead deer i think that was yeah the most frightening oh the hunters thing. yeah the hun- yeah i did that was the most frightening thing in this movie but like they're, they established this really gross like illegal hunter and then like oh okay that's uh, that's what he's up against and then it ends with him going like get a uh, beers on me and i was like they're friends what was the whole point of this scene <laughs> i mean look i guess he's meant to be analogous with bill pullman's character in lake placid where he played like the the game and water fucking warden guy literally who he is yeah but he it's corin Nemec, right like he's not exactly bill pullman when it comes to terms of charisma look corin Nemec was a huge star for a hot minute in the early 90s he was on a, a sitcom called parker lewis can't lose yep i guess this movie proves that parker lewis can lose after all yep <laughs> But he was kind of hot shit, right? Like people were people were on the coronemic train for five minutes in the in the early nineties. I think he I think he aged pretty uh, pretty gracefully. He's kind of handsome. I mean, yeah, he looks he looks fine. He's he's a fair, but he but he doesn't have a lot of charisma going on. Um, he's kind of a vacuum in this movie. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people feel like vacuums. I feel like the best performance maybe might have been that hunter guy. <laughs> really? Because it was so bad. It was like yeah, it was bad. But I felt like at least he was trying because everyone felt everyone else felt like they were coasting for the most part. Sure. But at least he was trying. And like, you know, maybe because his appearance was like, like, did you guys find for any camera shot? They just decide to be like super close up to their faces to the point where oh, it feels like you're, yeah. they're like breathing on you. <laughs> yeah. Why do why bother setting up the background when you can just like make extremely uncomfortably close shots on people while they're talking? And you know what? I get it. Sheriff Reba has tits. <laughs> Thanks, movie. <laughs> 
We get introduced to Sheriff Reba here, who is um, played by Yancey Butler from uh, the Wesley Snipes movie Drop Zone. And more importantly, my favorite Van Damme movie, Hard Target. She's the female lead in that movie. Um, she's oh, she's given like not a lot of great dialogue to deliver in this film. I mean, she's not the, the greatest of actresses, but she's kind of deserves maybe better than this. I don't know. She's the sheriff in the town who seems to be like exasperated that the people she's meant to be protecting are a bunch of dum-dums I don't yeah. Know. yeah that lady's looking for her daughter and she's like no your daughter ran away with that scum but he's like no she didn't okay fine. like that's uh, her she's the sheriff and that's her reaction <laughs> like there's a missing person it's like oh well i was like in that's... fairness she does keep trying to find the girl she later. did she worked she really becomes hard. increasingly more anxious about this girl having been eaten but by, by uh by a crocodile though she does not come back to it later in the movie spoiler alert yeah it just kind of fizzled out right did you guys notice it, like when they do this introduction with like the town and everything like this has to be like a fake town right oh yeah. because if you look at the background of like all the extras it almost looked like they just didn't know where to go so they yeah. would like go in circles and then they start to realize that no one was actually entering any of the buildings yeah and i was like oh this is just a fake town i was gonna bring this up later on but i'll bring it up now because you've already mentioned it uh they use the same extra about seven or eight times <laughs> in this movie there's this one asian guy in a white vest who's walking around and in some shots he walks past the camera twice in the same direction in different <laughs> fucking angles because they what? obviously didn't have <laughs> enough background actors for this film so and Every so time he popped up, I was sat on my couch going, yeah, <laughs> there he is. There's the real fucking star of this movie. This guy, oh he's God. all over the place. There's this dude in like a white fucking t-shirt. He's just in the background all the my time. My new favorite drinking game. That's how I knew it though. Like it was because like, what's this Asian guy in the background? Wait, there he is again. And that's when you realize, <laughs> oh, this is a fake town. <laughs> There's a glitch in the Matrix. Amazing. <laughs> it's the same dude. But that's what I mean, like the movie's camp, because you find like like these weird things <laughs> like that that happens. Like even when next, when like after the sheriff were introduced to like the missing girl in order to find, they introduced this mayor character. But how they even introduced the mayor character was like, what oh my God. weird editing is this? Because they... they tr how about they, for re-election? They, they close up away. on like a reflection in a car and then they awkwardly track to be like oh there's the mayor and like what was his choice are you trying to tell me that he's i guess because his reflection is dark he's someone i don't know there's just so many weird creative choices in this movie <laughs> which is villain who doesn't show up again halfway through the movie here is herein lies my problem with this film um you're attributing this stuff to being like intentional camp <laughs> and i don't think it is i think this is just it insipid filmmaking is what this I mean is. some of it is intentional but the rest of it is not I don't like you know what like I don't like intentional badness necessarily like because there are some filmmakers and uh, some of them have made movies that we've watched <laughs> where they're clearly leaning into the badness to cover the fact that they don't have the resources to do a proper movie. Sure. And it's just kind of insulting to the audience. You know what I mean? Especially if the jokes are terrible. It's like, especially if they think it's funny, but we're like, eh. Yeah, I think they that they just, you know, did what they did and then it just turned out like this. <laughs> this wasn't... Yeah. I think the movie... I mean, this movie staggers into some actual jokes sometimes. Yeah. Does it for... But whether they intended those as jokes 
I don't know. Um, but they they were jokes. This is not the last on my list by any means. Like I did this did not drag and it did not feel necessarily like a chore to watch. Mm. Was it Wait. bad? Absolutely, but yeah. I was just like, you know what was really pushing me through was trying to find the anaconda. <laughs> like, Where's the snake? Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. Coming. When's it coming? <laughs> that was my thing. And uh, there was a couple of jump scares in there that were like, boo. And I jumped because I was searching the background trying to find where the like anaconda or crocodile were coming up because I'm like, yeah, it's going to be clever, right? It was never clever. And I'm just stupid for thinking that. You were literally, where's Waldo in this fucking movie? Yeah. Because yeah. I'm just like, where the fuck? <laughs> um, I will I'll go against that and say that I look, I know. We're all over the place with this fucking one, but fuck it, who cares? Yeah. This is the worst movie that I've watched for this really? fucking show. Oh, really? You think? I, I hated this even more than I hated Mamma Mia, and you guys know how much <laughs> I fucking hated Mamma Mia, right? I despised Mamma Mia. Like, I couldn't it. I couldn't remember things about Mamma Mia, like, half an hour after I watched it. Here we go again. <laughs> no. no. Exactly. There's a scene, there's a scene where, and we're probably coming up on it, where the uh, corporate toady... I don't know what his name is. Who the fuck cares? Uh, he goes looking for Robert England in the bar, which is called uh, the Thirsty Croc, which <laughs> is weird for all kinds of reasons. But anyways, before he walks in, Robert England's character gives at least $100 to the bartender and was like, I was never here. And then he tries to go out the back. And then this guy comes in and he hands a 20 to the bartender. <laughs> and the bartender's like, I don't know what you're talking about. And he's like, oh, yeah. And then he has to give him and more he money. hands him another 20. Haven't seen him. <laughs> Amazing. I'm like, that's what you get for being a cheap ass. And then the other lady just like waylays Robert England as he's walking out the back door because she just did the smart thing and waited at the back. It reminded me of that scene in Night of the Roxbury when they're trying to bribe the doorman with like ones and fives. <laughs> yeah. See, Nat, there's moments of enjoyment. I just, I don't even know if that was an intentional joke or if they. Like, I guess, I know we're all over the place. I said that, we're saying that so much. But, like, it's because, like, even certain scenes are all over the place. Because, like, after this, we got introduced to, like, I think the the evil scientists or one of them. Yeah. But there's the evil scientists. I love the introduction because a lot of it is, like, oh, uh, we have to show her being in the city. Let's just do a bunch of stock footage. Oh, God. But the way they even cut the stock, because it shows that she's on top of a, a tall building, a helicopter. And then all of a sudden, she's, like, walking down some steps. And I'm like, wait. So did she like walk to this basement looking steps so that way she's in an underground office? No, because when we get to the office, it's like a scene of the entire city. And I'm like, this makes no sense, but I love it. The um the stock footage the stock footage of New York is blatantly the most expensive thing they splash for <laughs> in this fucking movie. Love it. They went on like Getty images or something and got like five <laughs> seconds worth of footage. Yeah. And that is probably where all of the budget of this film went because the rest of it is not visible in this film. Yeah, we meet the mayor. He's like all up in Yancey Butler's face, like super close talking. It's like a fucking Fast and Furious movie, the way these people are just like talking to each other. It's insane. Um we cut to um we cut to a bare ass, which is always you know, yeah. great to see in a movie. Um, um and then some boobs of this lady, this missing girl apparently because apparently sci-fi channel are fine with fucking bare ass and boobs of some lady check out the lingerie and the boyfriend tells her she's smart because she got her ged yeah i mean 
Talk about a backhanded compliment. But yeah, um, we get this terrible fucking sex scene. Um, because, yeah. Oh my God, there's a crocodile under the bed. But then the movie fucking cuts away to like an yes. exterior shot of this motel before we see it do anything. And I was like, fuck this. This movie is just going to skimp on the fucking violence at every opportunity it gets. I feel like they, I feel like they tacked on this scene later because it's obviously not a giant croc. Because the giant crocs are like yeah, they're long. one of the it's smaller a regular ones, croc, right? Under the bed, does it? How did yeah, it get there? Exactly. I, don't know. I had the same question. What happens? I don't know. No, you are telling me, <laughs> Neth, that that scene where they're fucking and then the croc is getting booped on the head <laughs> by the bed is not one of the best things you have ever seen in cinematic history. You are a liar. No, you lie to I, me. All right, I okay. Don't take that. All right, I will. I will admit that I kind of chuckled when the fucking the croc was getting bonked on the head by the flexing it's bed. funny it's funny in a what the fuck because yeah, that's that to me set up everything because i was still in shock after like the i don't know the foreplay that they were doing where he's just like oh baby you so smart and she's like i love when people love me for my brain and not my body and then they <laughs> fuck. and then they fuck on top of a gator and she stood there with her top off yeah yeah i was just i was in shock and then i just saw the boop 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 but i was like this is it this is it <laughs> amazing the croc's like i just came in here to get a snack and now i can't leave because it'll be awkward right? i'm just gonna stay under this bed <laughs> i'll concede that that was fairly amusing and that okay, is the good. most i'm gonna give this movie all right i'll take it <laughs> there's some other scenes that are legit they uh we uh we cut to these fucking sorority girls oh god um, kill these me. supposed fucking college students that are on some kind of road trip this film cannot settle down long enough to like focus on one character it's insane how much this film just jumps around these students all look like they're in their 30s my i had uh, yes. none of i did <laughs> yes. not believe for I was a second like- I was like, how far into university are these Yeah, people? there's this one girl that is meant to be like the kind of sarky comic relief. Yeah. She kind of, she looks a bit like Kathy Griffin crossed with Janine Garofalo. Yeah. And my God, she was fucking annoying throughout this movie. Um, and also these girls, this is just like eight white girls. I was like, too many fucking white girls. I cannot it's... distinguish between all of these fucking white ladies. Well, yeah, like it, because they were cutting between the front and back seat of one car and then all of a sudden they're jumping to a completely different car full of young I women. I couldn't put two and two before, together for a long before time. Before we've had a chance to get to know the faces of the first car of young women, boom, different car of young women and they're cutting back and forth between the front and back seat. And I'm like, wait, hold on. Who's in what car? What the fuck is happening right now? Are they friends? No. These driving scenes look like absolute shit, my oh, I add. Like the garbage. fucking- Garbage, yeah. The green screen on these driving scenes is like some kind of terrible 1940s movie. It looks dreadful. Yeah, yada, 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 rush week, blah, blah, blah. One of them is the daughter of the sheriff. She calls her dad. Hey, daddy, how's it going? Um, and, or not the sheriff, the wild game and wildlife guy. Yeah. She's like, I'm doing rush week. And he's like, not a problem. No, he doesn't say that, actually. But would have been funny if he had. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. They they gave me weird vibes. Was it just- Oh, yeah, you were feeling that they weren't, like, father yeah. and daughter. They were like... No, no, definitely not. Yeah. No, I was absolutely. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, I... No, at first, I kind of thought that he was a different kind of daddy as well. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, 
oh, this is meant to be a parent-child relationship. Okay. Yeah. Weirdly comfortable, but okie dokie. Yeah, they have like a, a weird kind of flirty vibe when they're on the phone that was very uncomfortable to Absolutely. watch. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, anytime this movie tried to like be like emotion, father and daughter, ma like for a girl that lost her mother. It's like, these don't work. Like, stop, no. movie. Stop trying to, like, show that no, no, no. you should care about these characters. When you do it, it just gets awkward, like this father and daughter thing. I've already seen Thitties. Get your emotions out of my movie. <laughs> it's it's hard, to, it's hard to emulate, like, a spring break vibe when they're literally on the gravelly beach of a giant scummy lake. <laughs> In Bulgaria, you know? It's In like, Bulgaria. <laughs> Don't get me wrong, the scenery is beautiful, but it kind of clashes with the whole, like, I don't know, like, Florida vibe that these girls have going on. Yep. Um, <laughs> you can guarantee they were freezing their tits off when they were filming yes, this fucking film. Thing. Yes, we said the exact same thing when we were watching it. We're like, that looks cold. I was like, you found the rebel girl more annoying than the girl that feels like her only vocabulary is, like, bitches. Because I could not take that girl. <laughs> really? You're never getting into this sorority. Yeah, we don't care. There's this one girl that's meant to be like the fucking head of the sorority. And she's blatantly meant to be like Parker Posey's character in uh, Days and Confused. You know, like the uber bitch that is, mm -hmm. you know, kind of a sadist and telling them what to do all the time. Yeah, I didn't buy it for a fucking second. She was terrible. Um. Anyway, we cut to back to this hunter guy that Corin Nemec has been telling off earlier on. Mm. Uh, he gets swarmed by a bunch of mini crocodiles for some <gasps> so reason. So good. Yes. Amazing. Amazing. Was it for so good? What? Neth. The it's there I I believe they're called crocodondas? Like anacondas? Crocacondas. Crocacondas. Something like that. Oh really? I didn't even know that. Because I thought that was fucking hysterical. But they only show up once. The baby the little baby crocs. Yeah. Swarm these guys. Never see it again yeah. in the rest of the movie. And the hunter's son. Is also never seen again in the movie, so we yeah. never know what happens. It didn't. Him. It didn't matter, and that was the best part: is that it was just nonsense, and I was just so I'm enthralled. When we get to the end, I want to figure out what the best death was in this movie. Easily that one. <laughs> well, in the end, easily. Yeah. There's some contenders in there. I don't know. Yancy Butler is all like, "Please let this be anything but crocodiles." Like she's fucking Indiana Jones, afraid of snakes or something. I don't know. Uh, she turns up at this scene where this truck blew up and like cuts open this crocodile with a pen knife. Yeah, that that's not how that works. <laughs> she finds like a boot and a cell phone. Not her job. Yeah, she's just rooting around in there and no gloves, just yanking shit out. She's like, oh, we gotta do DNA testing. And I'm like, you just use your bare hands, dum-dum. I don't know. I, I just fucking, I hate how this movie just keeps <laughs> cutting away. Mm -hmm. Keeps cutting away from fucking kills all the time. The movie is fucking called Lake Placid versus Anaconda. The least common courtesy you can do me is show some people getting chewed up in this fucking film. Yeah. It doesn't happen. We never fucking see it. This is the fire truck scene. <laughs> No, because you see the firefighters in the background and everything. I'm like, oh, did they actually get a fire truck? Because like that's really expensive to like bring it on set. Oh. But if you actually look at the back, it's just like half of like some sort of food truck or whatnot, like <laughs> rigged to look like a fire truck. And I was like, no, oh, well. got like a fucking a taco truck. They're going in, and there's a introduction to Ferguson. Ferguson, what's his name? Ferguson. Ferguson. Although there were two different reactions in this. I think this is her introduction to him, right? When they open up the croc? No. Uh, when she's in town and she is... Because the mayor keeps 
bugging her about because she's like, I got it under control. And he keeps looking at Ferguson, like dropping shit and acting like an idiot. Uh, I'm sorry. Who, who's Ferguson? <laughs> I, wasn't He's the deputy. I wasn't aware any of these characters had names. What oh, the they fuck? did. It's the dumbass deputy that won't stop oh, staring at this... her tits and keeps he's clumsy and fuck that guy <laughs> she kept bitching him out and he didn't know how to use the radio he keeps and... trying to hug her and she's like no personal space, space. yeah fuck up that paid off <laughs> yeah <laughs> there's very little things that paid off but it one of them was ferguson and then fuck me they do the fucking old style jaws fake out where one of these girls thinks she's in like mortal peril and it turns out it's just some like dumb frat boys like farting around in the lake um they're also offered sex with these girls by the sorority leader who the sorority leader sorry who apparently is now fucking heidi fleiss or some shit so the the two girls that wander off with the two guys are those the same people that end up the two girls that are on the boat i don't think so on the boat with the with the oh yes border no, those yeah. are two is, that, is that the same people no you're talking about the rebel and the one who lost her mom no 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 no. in the in the sorority scene when the rebel girl and game when wildlife daughter are yakking about how they're like they're not interested game and wildlife daughter stares off and she sees two of the girls go off with two guys i'm just saying are those the girls that end up on the boat because i honestly don't yes. remember okay I'm pretty sure. And we really don't even know their names. You just only know Ferguson and the actors' names. <laughs> this Kathy Griffin girl and um, Corin Nemec's daughter are like talking. Yeah. And Corin Nemec's daughter is all like, oh, I, w- I want to pledge for this sorority in honor of my dead mother. I don't know. I was just like, that's how you want to honor your dead mother by joining a sorority? What the fuck? Like, aren't there a million other ways? That her mother was in, I guess. I guess her mother was. Well, yeah, I mean, I world. got that, but like, <laughs> fucking, is that your tribute to your mom? Is to do that out of I don't know? Why not just like you know make a photo book or something? This just seems like a lot. To- yeah, and this sorority, like their idea of pledge week, is taking them to the beach of a shitty lake and telling them to go in and out of the water. Like, yeah, it's <laughs> tread water for ten minutes. Like. Really? You're making them do a swim test? Well, the movie had to get them into the lake. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, you're like... Except for the one girl that had to dig a hole in the I sand. Oh, my God. I love that for some reason. <laughs> I called her Shovel Girl, and I was like, I, throughout the whole movie, I was like, I hope she survives. <laughs> she just kept digging. I'm like, why wouldn't you just leave? Like, you can't possibly want into this. Like, in Canada, sororities and fraternities aren't, I mean, I they're a thing, but they're not really a thing in the same way they are in the States. Like, when I went to university, the sororities and the fraternities, they weren't allowed to be on campus. They had to be off campus by a certain amount. And I'm aware that some did exist, but I don't think they were allowed to advertise on campus either. So... I don't get the I don't get the appeal, but I just I grew up in Canada, so yeah. I have no idea. Yeah, no, I yeah. agree. These guys are on this fucking boat, this speedboat, which is again is probably the, one of the most expensive props this movie could afford. Uh, this dude starts fucking wakeboarding, um, and then the fucking crocodile eats him, and yeah. it's so fucking low energy. <laughs> the girl takes her top off. Well, yeah, I mean that's. But we just, don't get to see her tits. That's just par for the course. Not that I care. I'm this. just saying that it's a little, it's a little cowardly for the movie to be like, "Hey, check it out, tits." We um we get the best line in this movie. Yeah, I can't leave Andrew in the middle of the lake joke or no joke i'm just like oh fucking hell mm-hmm. performance of the movie right here by this guy amazing i think you just gotta laugh at the dialogue because like no real people would speak this ever 
Like even on this boat too, the two girls or the girl that was talking to the one that was driving the boat, for some reason she was like enthralled by him going like, let's suck face. And I'm like, no, is there is there like anyone <laughs> that would like hear that? Like if Ness, if a person were to go up to you and be like, hey, let's suck face. Would you be like, I'll take off my top off and let's do that now. Yeah, that happened to me in Walmart earlier. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a person wakeboarding by the side and there's a crocodile as well. Who wouldn't want to wakeboard when you're when, when you're tied to a boat that's being driven by a guy that's being heavily distracted by a woman with her tits out? <laughs> yeah, right? I know, right? <laughs> that's an accident waiting to happen. Croc or no croc. This for me is when the movie at least starts getting ramping up and getting more interesting again because it just amps up all of the carnage and like it's also the part where you actually start to know the characters names because for some reason no no every time the character's about to die they're like melissa no and they're like oh i guess we know their name now as they're about to die (laughs) i could not tell you the single name of a character in this no I was so disengaged from anything that was happening to these people. But yeah, um, this is kind of, you're right, this is where it ramps up a little bit. These crocodiles start like chowing down on these pledges. But it's like, it's so fucking bloodless and just like done done with like no style and like the minimum amount of effort. It's, I don't know. I would say minimal effort or like it felt like there was from like these independent actors just trying to milk it. Cause like, that's why I know that girl's Melissa's name because her friend fell and like, she's screaming out, reaching out for him like Melissa. And then she gets eaten by the crocodile. So like they're, they're, they were trying to give it something there. And my favorite scene of this whole thing too, is when the, like the Parker Posey girl is in like this lifesaver. Yeah. And I honestly wanted this scene to last a little bit longer. Cause there's a bit <laughs> of her struggling to get outside of the lifesaver. And I was like, oh. I'm like, is it that hard to get out of an inflatable ring? It is on land, I would think. (laughs) Yeah, I can't. It could be. (laughs) But like, it'd been so much funnier. And then like, if they were kind of self-aware about that their movie was going to be camp, that they should have lingered on her just struggling to get out of the lifesaver rather than anything else. So a bunch of the ladies in the water get chomped on. Um, and then um, a bunch of them start to run away, including girl who was digging hole, girl who had trouble getting out of an inflatable ring, and uh, and her friend who was like the kind of the second in command of this of this whole rush week thing. And like her second in command is like, what are we gonna, you know? She or no, she says, I have a plan. Don't worry. And her second in command girl or whatever is like, what do we do? What are we gonna do? And she just pushes her to the croc and then fucking books it away and like this is after everybody else has run away so they don't see this happening and then she runs up and she's like oh she couldn't get away like she, meanwhile she just murdered her friend by feeding it to the crocodiles so she could run away so cohen and i went to vancouver uh, a little bit ago and uh, we were in the woods and we were talking about how bears are very common over there mm. so there was a sign that said hey uh careful of the the this forest because a bear literally just used this tree as a scratching post nice so he and i started talking about you know what to do with the different bears you know with the black bears versus brown bears and i i kind of reverted to the thought process of i don't need to be faster than the bear i need to be faster than cohen oh my, <laughs> oh my. <laughs> oh my <God. laughs> and uh i caught myself just in time for uh as i look over at him he's still here <laughs> laura's just checking behind herself yeah, just to make sure he's not there 
near that, did he? Um, <laughs> but no, yeah, we had the joke going where we would just like push <laughs> slightly. And but yeah, wow. no, I, I I totally was uh, I pussied out and we mm. turned tailed because I was just like, actually, wait a second, bears. Yeah, no, I don't I don't fancy my chances against a bear. I saw the revenant. No, thanks. Right. <laughs> I'm like, it would be nice. I would love to see one in person, but not really when I was actually faced with it. I'm good. I'm good. So what I got out of this conversation is that if you're in the woods with Laura, just watch yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Face fucking yes. hey, I am <laughs> never, ever going camping with you, Laura. I do not want Boo. to be your fucking diversion tactic. Come on. <laughs> just be faster than me. And then you have all of your problems solved. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I'm faster than you. <laughs> You've seen my gut. <laughs> I'm going to go to the gym just for that reason, just to be faster yeah. than Laura. <laughs> Just this is now my fucking treadmill motivation is I got to beat Laura in a fucking yeah. foot race. Just, yeah, watch out for my footwear. If I'm wearing some kind of combat boots, you know you're going to be okay. But if I have my running shoes on, you know what oh, I'm planning. Damn. <laughs> the ones were like obstacles. It's like freaking Mario. There's a shell at you and everything. They're like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just throw a banana peel behind me. And I'm just like. <laughs> and then Neth is mauled by a bear. Cool. Yeah. And then yep. the bear comes and high fives me afterwards. I was in on it yeah, the whole time. It was all a ploy. You're the, be the bear queen. Um, anyway. Yeah. Sorry. These, um, <laughs> sorry. These, cro <laughs> these crocodiles surround all these cars in this fucking parking lot. And um, so good. These girls don't seem particularly bothered that there are crocodiles stalking around their cars to the extent that one of them just kind of straight up gets out of the car and is immediately fucking eaten. They're like, don't. Like, okay, well. And then it happens again because both the writers and these characters are terribly, terribly stupid. Um, <laughs> the, the daughter tries to Blues Brothers it with like the spray can and the lighter to create like the little flamethrower. Uh, I don't think that would work against a giant crocodile somehow. I've just got this weird <laughs> hunch that crocodiles aren't particularly bothered about you shooting it with a fucking aerosol can. Um, also, still no anacondas in this See? movie, despite the fact that yeah. the fucking movie is called Lake Placid versus Anaconda. I'm telling it, you. It takes a little bit. We get to around 50 minutes in and there are still no fucking anacondas in this film. Nope. Because they get in a car and then um, what's-her-face who's driving proceeds to back over at least two or three <laughs> that was pretty funny. Oh on her way out. Yeah, their heads just squish. <laughs> Runs over a couple of crocodile heads and then just fucking floors it out of there. Oh, when they're flooring it over though, did you guys enjoy the voiceover work? Because it just like yeah. felt like the most like, I don't know, just say something, just ad lib. Okay, uh, watch out. Oh no, reverse. I'm like, okay. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Kissed her penis. And then they, they crash. Why did she crash the car? I don't even fucking remember. She doesn't even crash. She kind of like comes to a yeah, dead just stop, stop just before right? she hits yeah. a fucking tree. Don't you remember the voiceover is like, watch out, there's a tree. That's why. See, you gotta listen. Oh, that's right. A tree had fallen. She gets a little she gets a little overexcited with her driving and then they kind of get stuck or something like that and then a fucking snake comes along and decides And there's your moment. Wrap around Finally. the car. Yeah, we get this fucking snake um, decides to crush this car. Uh, we don't actually see much of the crushing going on because they probably couldn't afford to actually trash a BMW. <laughs> yeah. um, I don't know. These sorority girls, they just kind of like fucking, they get out of the car and just stand and watch. I'm like, why are you not running for your fucking lives at this just point? Because their friend right? was in there yeah, but getting crushed. Why didn't she leave? <laughs> she was just like, I'm scared. And then they're all she like, stuck. 
Yeah. Well, what do you think is gonna happen? Basically, what the writer was like, "Don't be a cool death if like an anaconda like wrapped around and trapped someone in." But how do they get trapped? I don't know. Just write something. Oh, okay. She just stays. I can't do it, guys. There we go. That's why she stays in the car because she can't get outside. They briefly show her, and for some reason, she's it's just bloody and bad, and she's just screaming while she has blood on her. And I was like, "Wait a second, what do you?" It's like. It's so funny, though. It's like a tight shot because obviously they don't have enough money to make a car look like it crushed around her. So it's just a (laughs) close-up shot of her torso up just screaming. I'm like, yeah, okay, I guess guess that's believable. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't get how anybody can like meet out any kind of enjoyment from watching this when there are so many other better made movies in the world. How would this be your default go-to for something to fucking watch to enjoy? I don't, I just don't get it. Wouldn't it. be. You watch it late at night when yeah, it's something you can't find anything else. And like it's something that you like watch with your friends and you just poke fun of it. You don't have to like mentally tax yourself. You're not like spending two hours trying to like figure out the politics of the film everyone is just doing illogical things acting not like people yeah. and you laugh mm-hmm. at it because yeah. I laughed out loud a few times in oh, this because yeah. there's one scene where like a girl's being chomped in by a crocodile and then another girl's like oh she's not going to make it I'm like you think? <laughs> probably <laughs> make it you think? <laughs> yeah exactly I checked the clock at this point and I was like oh my god there are still 30 minutes left on this fucking thing oh, come yeah, on yeah Went by surprisingly fast. No, nope. Compared to other <laughs> nope. movies, uh, did not for I. Um, oh, Freddy Krueger then falls off a fucking boat for some reason. <laughs> yes. he gets he gets eaten or something. I don't know. I just stopped caring at this point. I was like, <laughs> I don't give a shit about anything happening. I don't here. think he got eaten. I think he survived. No, no the actually. the croc came up from underneath him and then started like chopping on his dick. For some reason, he just did, oh my like, uh, the mouth goes up in between his, his his crotch and goes, chomp. Do you think if there's a next one, you know how, like, in this, how this movie opened, you realize he lost his hand, you realize he has his leg. So in the next one, it's just going to be a crotch shot when you realize he's lost his dick yeah. as well. We know what his next prosthetic is going to be. Didn't Piranha at some point have, like... Uh, Piranha 3D. Uh, like a, a dick decapitation? No, what's it called? That's- dick capitation. Decap. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We might be doing Piranha Free Double D on this fucking show at some point because of <laughs> holy shit. Nice. Just to just to talk about David Hasselhoff in that film. <laughs> Fuck me. Um Woo, Hasselhoff. Look, I could forgive this movie if it was played tongue in cheek like you guys are seeming to claim it was, <laughs> but um, it really isn't. It's played straight and nobody is having any fun here. It is not played straight. Yeah. Okay. There's Okay, if you watch like the sheriff girl, for some reason I also know her name, Reba. Why did it get so invested in this? Um, no, like she's not playing it straight. You know how many times she talks? Yeah. And she does a wink for like no reason. It's like, she's not playing it straight. It's like, oh, your, your daughter's missing. Wink. I'm like, what? But she keeps on doing it. So like, it's not really playing it straight. That's because the, the character is like, is there any sign of this girl yet? Like she's being really sarcastic about it. Like she knows where the girl is, but she's also kind of like slightly anxious that she might have been eaten by a, a crocodile. But also the flagrant use of bikinis a la Girls Gone Wild kind of makes it hard to take seriously. Whether or not they were intending it to be serious, I don't really care. But like it's I wouldn't call that tongue in cheek. I would call that like a staple of the genre. I think this movie thinks that it's playing it legit. I think that this movie thinks it is like a legit horror film and it's not. 
and like the the appeal to of me to the original Lake Placid is is very tongue in cheek. Like it's kind of it's self aware. The script is very kind of funny. Um, even the original Anaconda is sort of slightly aware of how silly its premise is. I don't know, man. Everybody in this movie seems really invested in this being the real deal, and that to me just felt kind of sad to watch. I don't know. I don't know. I I feel as though it, it's hard because it's not as though. There aren't movies like this that is good, right? Like Jaws is fantastic. They did a great job and it is believable, especially what? <laughs> Sorry. I'm just laughing because like uh, Death, I feel like I was looking at Death's face and I feel like just even the mention of Jaws to this movie just made yeah. it cringe. <laughs> just no. just. Don't even mention sorry, sorry. Jaws in the same breath as yeah. this fucking I'm Because she like sends Ferguson to go clear the, the visitor center of Black Lake. And he's like, oh, you guys gotta leave. Uh, no reason to panic. And it's so like just good. this meek. People are walking by. I'm like, shut up, dork. <laughs> Please proceed in an, in an orderly fashion. And then he starts Fuck yelling you. at them to, to yeah. run for your lives. <laughs> See, this is, this is the joys of the movies, like fun conversations like this. And like to now know that if we ever meet up again, every time I, anyone mentions Jaws, I will just also include like Placid versus Good. Anaconda. I'm glad. But it, no, because like it was it was such a weak ass attempt because they were obviously trying to invoke Jaws because they have the mayor like I'm up for re-election and he's in like two scenes. But no, like my my point is is that if you were to replace Jaws with a crocodile, it would still be fucking cool, and you could do it, right? There is a way to make this thing scary. It's not as though this is not a scary thing. Yeah, it was called Lake Placid. It came out in ninety well, nine. <laughs> and- <laughs> The the sorority leader punches a crocodile so and good. ends up getting like fucking <laughs> munched. <laughs> fucking What were you thinking here? <laughs> they said don't move, which was bad advice. And then she decided to punch it, which is bad advice. Yeah. But okay. Listen. At least poke it in the eye. I mean, come on. Of all the deaths in this movie, I think that's the one that I would have wanted. Oh, that's your one? Okay. Yeah. I would have wanted to punch the croc and then have it eat. I think that that's fine. I would say that also in this scene, there was one thing that I really enjoyed. I think Shovel Girl ended up being my favorite character just because how she processes the trauma of seeing that girl punch a uh, crocodile and be eaten was look at a a tree and just yell at it. And I was like, yeah, I feel that. I feel that when you're frustrated, you just (laughs) find a tree and just yell it with everything you got. This Kathy Griffin, Janine Garofalo girl that keeps like spouting all of these lines yeah, that yeah, yeah. somebody somewhere thinks are like snappy dialogue, but they're all like non sequiturs and she's yeah. just kind of fucking shouting them into thin air. It's like nobody is paying attention to this girl whatsoever. <laughs> yeah, they run into these, uh, the Yancey Butler and Corin Nemec's character and they fucking, they start, well, before that, they stumble on these two crocodiles that are like Lady in the tramping it with this snake yes like they're fucking sucking down a snake between the two of them and everybody just kind of stands around watching this despite the fact that it is two giant crocodiles and a massive fucking snake (laughs) near feet away from you (laughs) neth stop telling me this is a bad movie (laughs) i've had enough of the slander because and then and then corporate lady and her toady roll up yeah they're they throw their guns at like the quote unquote good guys, and then yeah. those guys are just like, "Wait, no, what? Why can't I kill the snake?" 
But as they're all like arguing, then a croc throws the fucking snake up into a helicopter that was coming to collect it. Oh my god. Yeah, the croc just yeets the male snake into the helicopter plane. Come on. And like, it went by so quick that we were like, wait, what the fuck right? just happened? Like, we had to back it up and watch it again. Come and we're on. Like, oh my god. <laughs> I was like, oh, actually, you know what? This is a five-star movie. Yes. Uh, this is the best film we've done on the show. Just kidding. This film is trash and I fucking hate it. <laughs> no. oh, I, thought, I thought you were going to say it dropped a few stars when the sheriff was like yeah. it looks like your extraction team just got extracted Nethsicle, come on nope nope the special forces guy gets eaten by an anaconda yeah but not before he manages to fucking detonate a grenade inside and this giant snake yes. just blows the fuck up <laughs> And I'm like, oh my god, is the movie over? Please say it's fucking over. But you said it's kind of bloodless. This is the scene where he blows up, and then his his head just plops on the floor. Yeah. So they showed his decapitated head. Yeah, I guess. That's like the only bit of real gore that this movie It's kind has. of a tradition in like Placid, Sorry. I'm sure. Wait, uh, there was a point where an anaconda squeezes a crocodile yeah so that it explodes uh, was that before or after yeah that's earlier yeah the, right. no the lady the lady stakes shows right up, okay that was and corporate ladies like there she is there's my girl and then they're like kill it and they're like she's like no don't kill my snake fuck you i'll sue you i'll sue you so hard yeah um, crazy um and uh i can't remember which snake is the one that gets blown up by the, 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 by the female i think is it the lady I, snake yeah. is the one that gets blown yeah. up yeah is that how this movie ends the snake blows up nope Nope, oh. it is not how this movie fucking ends. <laughs> oh, I was like, I angry. really hope this is the ending. But no, we find out that Robert Englund is still alive as he like crawls out. Yes. Crawls out of the lake and like laughs like a loon. I was like, oh, is that it? No surprise death for Robert Englund. Like, is it in his contract that he has to be in the next fucking movie as well? I don't know. I was just like, all he it had. just felt like such a superfluous scene to have him show up at the end. And then the movie doesn't even fucking end there. We get this fucking bullshit epilogue where like none of these characters have had a fucking arc. So who actually fucking cares? Um, and then we get this tag right at the very end that just rips off Alien versus Predator, by the way. Yeah. Where where, um, this fucking egg hatches and this hybrid crocodile anaconda comes yeah, yeah. out and I was Baby. like this is your fucking high watermark for emulation Yay. alien versus predator fuck you yeah cause like the the uh, well I mean they mentioned the eggs cause they mm -hmm. tried to find the eggs and they couldn't find the eggs which is the thing one of the things that they needed cause they were trying to catch the snake before she laid the eggs what they didn't know is that she'd already laid the eggs um and uh yeah it feels very not because like you know they're put stuffing corporate lady into the back of a police vehicle and and uh ferguson mentions that he left his cuffs at home which is interesting um what were you using those cuffs for fergie uh but like like just the whole conclusion reeks of well mission accomplished meanwhile the result of baby alligators that ate those hunters there is the missing girl and her boyfriend who fucked on top of an alligator we don't or fucked on top of a crocodile we don't know what happened with that you know the the eggs that's for the next movie that's the I guess. I don't know. They didn't really do their job, did they? They they did a fucking terrible job. Like, the end of the movie highlights the fact that they did a terrible fucking job <laughs> of doing something about this. I would say 
that this movie would be really good if you just like watch it on YouTube. And you know how the people that do is one of those carnage counts of like, this is all the crazy anaconda deaths that happen in this movie. Just watch that. All right. Um, oh, fuck me. Would, would you guys recommend Lake Placid <laughs> versus anaconda yes yes with rules <laughs> like you'd be like here's a drinking less uh here's a i don't know what's a crocodile themed drink <laughs> here's i don't know i don't know but like yeah have a list every time someone says bitch drink every time the chef winks drink every time uh something explodes you see a t- see the guy walking around in the background <laughs> yeah anytime you see the asian guy in the background take a drink <laughs> that's a shot it's like guy. one of those type of movies <laughs> so yeah yeah uh it, it's i mean it's one of those bad movies that has some things in it that are just entertaining enough where i'm like i mean robert england plays a really good captain hook i'm not gonna lie i i i was he he just i love his character but it's his character is a holdover from the previous movie so i don't know if the previous movie was any better maybe it was maybe it wasn't um but like it's it's a stupid enough movie that if you really know how to enjoy a stupid movie like this, then sure, good on you, as long as you're not paying any money to see it. Don't buy the DVD. Do not pay to rent this movie. You can stream it online. There are places you can stream it. It, it, If you've got 90 minutes to waste and you're rip-roaring drunk and you don't want to pay too much attention to a movie while there's a loud party going on or something, sure, you know, great images, women's titties, bikinis, a snake getting yeeted into a helicopter... It makes good wallpaper. But other than that, you know, there's a lot of good monster movies out there. For instance, Crawl, which is fucking amazing. Uh, but, you know, this one down at the bottom. But it depends on what you want. It's been, I can't even. Um, no, I I had fun. I can't deny that I had fun because this is garbage and it's nonsense. But it's full of fucking baby gators for no reason. So yes and also yeah megan just said there's a fucking snake that gets yeeted into a helicopter how am i supposed to say i don't stand behind this movie (laughs) yes watch it why why the fuck not okay i mean as is often the case i'll be the fucking voice of dissent here Mm -hmm. um yeah i fucking hated this this is the worst (laughs) movie we've done on this fucking podcast i did not enjoy a moment of this i found it irritating i did not care about anything that was happening i couldn't make any kind of connection to any of these characters i thought the special effects were fucking terrible i thought it skimped on the violence i felt like it was incredibly grody in its depiction of women uh this film was fucking trash and i get oh yeah haha it's meant to be trash but you know what just because something's meant to be trash doesn't mean it's not fucking trash i hated it Mm. fuck this film this film made me question why we even do this fucking podcast that's how bad this fucking movie was this film is the podcast (laughs) yeah i was upset watching this because i was getting (laughs) so fucking angry with it um Aww. Yeah, no, I just, I hated it. This was worse than Mamma Mia. This was worse than Twilight. Worse than fucking, worse than fucking Goldmember. Like, I just, I found <laughs> absolutely nothing redeeming about this film. Yikes. And look, I, I like bad movies. I'll, I'll fucking, yeah. I'll, I watched Ghosts of Mars the other night out of choice and had a great time. But this film is so fucking artless and so badly made that I just could not fucking cope. It was 
dog shit. <sighs> 10 out of 10 from now. <laughs> yeah. Five stars. That was our episode <laughs> on Lake Placid versus Anaconda, directed by A.B. Stone from the year 2015. Next week on the show, we're continuing to scrape the barrel of direct-to-video badness, but we're changing tone a little bit, and we are watching... It's the funniest... I don't think we're using enough fabric softener. Jump! Hang on to what? It's the tastiest. They're teenage girls. How much can they eat? Watch out! And it's the wildest motion picture event of the year. Disney's <laughs> Honey, We Shrunk Ourselves. You know, Dad, I didn't invite those boys over. Coming exclusively to video. Yeah, next week on the show, uh, a movie I didn't even know existed until we scheduled this month. Uh, Honey, we shrunk ourselves. Uh, you think uh, Rick Moranis is getting punched in this one? I hope not. Oh, shit. Yeah, sorry. No, but it looks like every other possible thing is happening to him. You okay, Neth? This was a bad idea. <laughs> eh, yeah. Doing, doing, a, doing a, a solid month of this kind of shit was a bad idea. We're going to go through this together. We soldier on. We can do this. We can do this. I guess we must. Uh, eyes on the prize, everybody. Um, yeah, next week on the show, Honey, We Shrunk Ourselves. Um, directed by Dean Cundy, the uh, the cinematographer of Halloween Free, no less. And also Back to the Future and a bunch of other cool stuff. But I guess we'll talk about that next week. Until then, we have been bad with numbers from Toronto, Canada. Thank you very much for listening. Stay safe out there. Goodbye. Bye. Jaws I don't know where I'm going with this. Bye. <laughs>